Now, let's start preaching. Uh, go to 1 Peter 5, verse 5. We're in 1 Peter 5, verse 5. If you don't have a Bible, don't worry, it's on your sheet. So you can read it together with me. It's on the very top. It's on the very top. 1 Peter 5, Peter 5 verse 5. All right, I'll read for us through verse 7, and then I'll pray, and then we can start preaching, okay? 1 Peter 5, verse 5. Likewise, you who are younger, be subject to the elders. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another, for God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the right time he may exalt you, casting all your anxieties on him because he cares for you. Let's pray. Father, we come to you distracted, anxious, with all these things, Lord, weighing upon our shoulders. When we come to you, the strong and mighty God, the God who is never weary nor tired, who is never anxious, we come, Lord, and we ask you to teach us what it means to be humble, to teach us, Lord, of your great power and your great love for your people. I thank you so much, Father, that we get to learn about humility and anxiety. Father, I do ask that you would help us to learn what it means to throw all of our anxieties upon your shoulders, that we would be free and rest in you. Thank you so much, Father, for this time. I pray that you bless it. It's in Jesus' name. What does a proud person look like? Any questions? Any answers? Go. One words. Go. Braggy. Braggy. <clears throat> Thick. No. Thin. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means. Best. Go ahead, Ben. Arrogant. Arrogant. Happy. Happy. Okay. Well, cocky. Cocky. Good. Those are all good words. Big head. Big head. Kind of like a tadpole, right? Like big head, no feet, no art, no body. Selfish, yeah. Uh, uh, some ways. Foolish. All right. So those are really great words for someone who's proud, right? They brag. They're braggy, selfish, arrogant. Typically, they're mean. They tend to talk about themselves a lot. They think they're better than others, and maybe even they're a bully. Right. Now, would you like this kind of person for a friend? No. Right. And I don't know anyone who's like, yeah, I want a friend who's proud, just like a jerk. That's my favorite kind of person. Like, no one says that, right? All right. Everyone, Christian or not doesn't want a proud person to be their friend. It's utterly unattractive. We don't want that. Right. But what's the opposite of pride? You shout it out. Humility. 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 Opposite of pride is humility. What does it mean to be humble? Any examples? What does it mean to be humble? Yeah, but... It's like you lose a game and you're like, okay, okay. Yeah, you're a gracious loser, right? You don't get all angry and throw stuff. Great, that's a great example. <laughs> Any other examples? What, it mean, what does it mean to be humble? You recognize when you make mistakes. You own it, right? You don't defend yourself. Non-braggy. Non-braggy is great. Is that a word? No. It should be. <laughs> so humble people, right, they don't consider themselves more important than others. Instead, they consider other people to be more important than themselves. They consider themselves to be a servant, even to be a slave of all. They point to God as the one deserving glory, not themselves. 
One of my best friends is probably the most humble man I know. He's never, ever bragging about himself. And I've known him for like, I don't know, 10 years. From him, my experience teaches me that humble people make the best kind of friends. He cares for me. He wants to hang out with me. Not because I can give him something, not because he wants to brag to my face, but just because he likes being with me. And the fact that he loves me and is generous towards me makes me want to be someone who's generous and humble and kind to him. Humble people make the best kinds of friends. And seeing his humility makes me want to be a humble Christian. I want you to be a humble Christian. That's what I really want for you. And the particular application today about being a humble Christian is actually pertaining, is actually explaining the relationship between humility and anxiety. Humility and anxiety. Our key idea is very simple. Be humble and give your anxieties to God. Be humble and give your anxieties to God. So see how that works out, that relationship between humility and anxiety. Let's look at 1 Peter 5. First point is be humble. Middle of verse 5. Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. Now notice, Peter doesn't say, be humble, right? What words does he use? He says, clothe yourselves with humility. That's a really interesting language. The point is that humility should be the clothes that you wear. It should be the first and primary thing people notice about you, right? Like, oh, Keith is wearing a gray shirt. Oh, Keith is humble. That's how we should be humble. This is exactly the opposite of pride, isn't it? Pride says, look at me. Look at how good I am. But humble person actually wraps himself up, not in himself, but in humility, in glorifying God, and even in loving and glorifying other people. Who should be humble? You know, everyone but the smart people in your class? Everyone but the star athlete on your team? What does it say? Clothe yourselves, all of you. All of you in humility. Everyone should be humble. This command is for everyone. And who shall be humble towards? One another, right? Clothe yourselves, all of you, with humility toward one another. The primary application is for the church, for us, the youth group, your friends in youth group and your small group, but it even extends to your classmates at school, even your teacher, even strangers. My question to you is, are you humble? Are you humble? In your conversations, what's the goal? Is it to show off how much you know? To make sure to share your opinion? To win the argument? To convince them that you're smarter than they are? Or is it to love the other person? To listen really well to what they have to say? Maybe even ask a good question to show your interest. When your family has a choice to make, maybe a word of vacation, or think what everyone experiences, what to watch on TV, whose opinion matters most? Yours? or your little siblings. When things don't go your way in your life, when plans get messed up, when you don't have control, what do you feel? Do you feel bitterness because, man, I wanted it this way? Or do you feel thankfulness to God because of God's wisdom for your life? Do you have a great hope that he's working out his perfect plan? Or are you just anxious because you realize you're not in control anymore? Humility should touch all of our lives from what you watch on TV, to how you talk to people, to even how you think about the future and your plans. Where do you need to grow in humility? Where do you think that your pride comes out and shows your sin? Second reason, or excuse me, point number two. Why be humble? 
Peter now gives us a reason to be humble. Verse 5, we should be humble, why? For God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. You notice the quotation marks there? The, qu the quotation is a proverb, specifically Proverbs 3, 34. And this same proverb is quoted in James chapter 4, verse 6. That means that this verse is in the Bible three times. What do you think that's, why, why do you think the writers did that? It's because it's triply important. Kind of like your parents, right? They say, hey, this is really important. I don't know, when you're a kid, don't talk to strangers. Don't leave, your, don't leave me in this grocery store. Don't talk to strangers. They're saying it because it's very, very important. The Bible says, pay attention. God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. In other words, be humble, or else God will fight you. Right? Like, what? Oh, yeah, think about it. It says God opposes the proud. It means he stands against them. It means he fights against their ways. He pushes against their every advance. I mean, yeah, Elijah said it well. I don't want to fight God. Why? It's because you'll lose. <laughs> every single one of us will lose if you fight the creator of the universe. But if you want to fight God, you want to see how strong he really is, all you have to do is just be proud. That's a bad idea. Don't do it. If you're not convinced... If you're not convinced, just go read the book of Job. But look at the second half of the proverb. It says, but God gives grace to the humble. I mean, do you want God to be gracious to you, to be on your side, to be the helper and savior of your life, to be the wind in your sails and not the storm against your ship? Then be humble. God gives grace, favor, help, salvation to the humble. That sounds like a really good reason to me, to be humble. Right? Would you agree? Yeah. In light of this proverb, Peter says in verse 6, Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time he may exalt you. Verse 5, Peter says, be humble before others. Verse 6, Peter says, be humble before God. Why? Not just because it's the right thing to do, but because it's actually good for us. To be humble before, before God is not just right, but it's good. Peter promises at the proper time, at the right time, at God's chosen time, he'll exalt you. Exalt doesn't mean make you proud or give you a reason to boast in yourself. It means God will lift you up from your suffering and bless you with blessing upon blessing. I want that. I think you want that. I want God to be for me, not against me. Then, therefore, I need to be humble. Third point, how to be humble. So, okay, we know we're supposed to be humble for others and one another. So be humble before God. Why? Because we want to be blessed by God, not fight God. But now we ask, how? How do we be humble? Does it mean that, oh, you always say sorry first? Does it mean you always doubt yourself and say, oh, I'm not, I'm not good at that. Like, I can't do that. Yes. I don't think so. Peter says this. Look at verse 7. Be humble how? Casting all your anxieties on him. Because he cares for you. Peter's saying humility is displayed by giving your worry to God. By giving your worry to God. Isn't that interesting? We think of humility in all these different ways, but Peter says specifically, you show your humility by giving your anxieties to him. And why can I do that? Why can I give God my anxiety? Because he cares for you. The whirlwind of anxiety, and I think we all know what it means to be anxious about something, right? We're worried, we start sweating, 
We can't think of anything else. We're stressed. All that is in the, the word anxiety. The whirlwind of anxiety stops when someone enters into our storm and they love us. As a crying child is comforted by his mother, as a lost son is folded into his father's embrace, so when we rest in God's gracious arms, we find peace, we find comfort, we find our rest. Remember, Christ is called the Good Shepherd. That's because he cares for his sheep. Christ is the Lord of all creation. He's in control of everything. And he's in control of what's happening to you. He's the one who died that we might live. And he promises, and he will, bring us safely home. So how do we cast our anxieties upon God? Most practically, by prayer. Now, I don't know about you, but I've been anxious, and I've prayed, and it doesn't work, right? I'm still anxious after praying. Anyone else have that experience? Maybe just me. You pray, and you're still anxious. Why, right? Now, if that's you, I want you to be encouraged. I really do, because look at this. Look what what Peter says. He says we should be casting all of our anxiety on him. Casting means you're throwing. Better, you're transferring your anxiety, your burdens from your shoulders to God's shoulders. So if God is carrying the weight, you're not. God is carrying our anxieties, you're not. Peter doesn't say, cast some of your anxiety on God, right? What does he say? He says, cast all of your anxiety on God. In other words, that means you don't share. You don't share your anxieties with God. Rather, you give all of them to him. He's strong enough to carry your burdens. You're not. You can't carry it by yourself. You can't even carry a little bit by yourself. Cast all of your anxieties on him. Let him bear the load. And most importantly, Peter says casting, right? That's like a constant action. Meaning that you don't just one time throw all your anxieties on God, okay, never going to do that again. I prayed, you know, God, I'm anxious about this. Done. Never anxious anymore. That's not how it works, right? Casting continually your anxiety upon God. That's the idea. Continually praying, God, help me. I'm anxious. Help me not to be anxious. God, help me to trust you. I want to trust you, but this is really hard right now. Keep praying if you're anxious. Don't give up. Keep throwing your anxieties upon his shoulders. There's an old game called Hot Potato. Any other game? All right, so you're in a group. Typically, like, you have an object, I guess like a ball or a potato, um, and you're trying to pass it, right? You just pass it to someone else as fast as you can, and if there's music playing, and when the music stops, suddenly the person with the potato loses, right? Now, in that game, let's say someone said, hey, I get the potato once, and I throw it, and then I'm done, right? That's like how the game works? No, they're wrong, right? The potato comes to you, you throw it. The potato comes to you again, you throw it again. You keep shoving it away from you. You don't want to hold it, because then you'll lose. I have a new game, a new spiritual discipline. It's called anxiety potato. All right? The strategy is, as anxieties come into your life, and believe me, they will, no matter how old you are, you must, as fast as you can, pass your anxieties to God. Are you anxious about a math test on Monday? Or maybe today? Then what you should do, when the anxiety comes, you say, nah, passing that anxiety to God. Maybe you're afraid about failing in class or afraid about this one friend or maybe not friend, acquaintance or maybe even enemy in your class who's just mean, right? What do you do? Be anxious? No, you take that anxiety and you pass it as quickly as you can to God. 
This is not really a game. It's really about life, how to, how to survive anxiety. You're trying to push all your burdens, not on your own shoulders, but on God's broad shoulders. He's stronger than you, so much stronger than us. We can give our anxieties to him. Psalm 55, verse 22 says this. Cast your burden on the Lord, and he will sustain you. He will never permit the righteous to be moved. Christ bore all of the sins of his people on his shoulders. And he died on the cross to pay the penalty for our sin and rose from the dead as victorious over sin and death. If he can bear sin on his broad, strong shoulders, he can bear your anxieties. Give them to him. If you're not a Christian, you actually don't know of this blessing yet. But this is the God who invites you to come to him who says, be free from your guilt and your shame from your sin, and even be free from your anxieties. You don't have to carry it, because I will. And Christ invites you to put your trust in him. If you're a Christian, rejoice in this cross. Rejoice in this demonstration of God's great care for you. He does not forget about your worries. You can trust him. He's strong enough, even for the heaviest burden you bear. He's loving enough. He's strong enough to take away your anxiety and sin. So be humble and give your anxieties to God. Why? Because the God of the universe cares about you. To me, that's amazing. Pray with me. Father, we rejoice that you care for some, for people, for all people, truly, but for your people especially. You care even about our worries about our math test, about how we look, about our friendships, about next year of school, about vacations, about everything. Lord, you care about anxieties. And we thank you that because you love us so, we can give all of it to you. Help us, Lord, to continually pray to you, to ask for help, for we surely are weak. We can't even give you our weights by ourselves. We're so weak. So we ask, Lord, you would bear our burdens and remind us of your great love for us. Thank you so much, Lord. Being humble is a great blessing. We pray all this in our Lord Jesus Christ's name. Amen.